And so we're out there camping at this spot called Skivans Point. And so this is in Blackwater Bay, and it's me, my brother Trevor, um, my good buddy Seth, and Josiah as well, who I, I mentioned last week was getting married. And so, you know, we're, we're camping, we loaded everything on the boat, and it's about a 10-15 minute boat ride over to Skivans Point. And we get there, sun's starting to set, um, Josiah breaks out his little miniature camping grill. Um, we start to grill up some glizzies as we do on camping trips. Um, and so Josiah actually got the moniker uh, Little Chef, like from Ratatouille, uh, from that very camping trip. And so from then on, we called him Little Chef because he just made those glizzies so dang delicious. Um, but my buddy Seth, he was on the wrestling team as well uh, as my brother. And, you know, they're very confident with their bodies. They don't really, they don't really care what happens to their bodies. That's just generals. That's just wrestlers in general, you know. So, so we're asleep in our tent. It's probably 2 a.m. And we hear this boat pull up, and we were the only ones there. So we're like, oh, dang, are these guys trying to rob us? Like, what's, you know, what's going on here? And so my brother kind of walks out onto the beach and pokes his head out of the bushes. And it's, uh, it's four people. It's two couples. And they're out there and they're, they're floundering. So they got gigs and, and big LED lights and they're looking for flounders. And they didn't see Trevor, but they saw our boat. And they said, hey, it looks like, you know, it looks like somebody's camped up there on the, on the, on the shore. And so uh, we had an anchor on the beach, but our, our boat was in two, three feet of water just sitting there. Um, we had a, a Yeti in the, in, <laughs> in the boat full of Gatorades. And so I said, Seth, man, go out there and get something from that Yeti butt naked, dude. Just do it. And he is, he's the kind of guy that's like, look, I'll do it. And so he drops everything and, and he walks out there and grabs a Gatorade and just starts chugging. And the man's got no clothes on whatsoever. And uh, about five, ten seconds later, their boat cranked up and left. So I don't know if it was because there were no flounders in the area or if because, um, because they had seen something they weren't quite expecting at 2 a.m. in the morning. So, um, But that's, you know, that's just a summer night when you're living my life you never know <laughs> you never know really what's going to happen you do seem to have some interesting summer evenings out late past 2 a.m that's right but that's a powerful that's a powerful testimony um <laughs> <laughs> look how far you've come there's some nights when uh you know i'm lying in bed and i'm like man kind of wish i was out on skivans right now but <laughs> It's just the way it is. Mm. Well, Bo, how was your uh, how was your week? My week that, was nothing that, short of spectacular. Um, we had our annual missions conference at the church, so it was a lot of a lot of events happening. A Wednesday night, Monday morning, Thursday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Um, so jam-packed, jam-packed, all great things, lots of fun, 
free Chick-fil-A. You get oh. to meet with some of the mission partners, have a nice chat with them. Some guys from New York came um, as part of a church plant up there in the city in Harlem, and they okay. were amazing. Um so yeah, all around good time. They closed out with something they call Mission Feast, which is, if we have any churchgoers here that are looking to do missions conferences, I think this is one of the great and cool ideas, is Mission Feast is you taste every single food of every single trip that you're going on in the future. Okay, so, like, so all from the, that... From that origin, that country of precisely, origin. Precisely. Okay. So, all of our 2024 tr- mission trips, there was a there was a food from that country being served. So that was cool. Um, yesterday, well, really this morning, I received. Nope. Yesterday, technically, I received a package. This morning is when. I unlocked my mailbox to retrieve retrieve the package. Um, and so this package was very valuable. I'll say that much. And it was a gift from my mother and father for Halloween. And it was a card that said, Happy Halloween, we love you. Now, of course, I read the card and didn't think, I thought that was it. And that was beautiful enough. Because I, of course, of course, I never expect anything. I see that card, and I'm like, that is so thoughtful. But then you just happen to look underneath the card, and there seems to be some sweet treats. Oh, and we're getting into the season where these sweet treats are uh, all around us, and it's so hard not to eat these sweet treats. Mm-hmm. And so, what that means is every morning when I look in the mirror and I say. <laughs> You're you're a retribute, if I recall correctly. I also reprobate, say, I believe. Re- reprobate, not a but retribute. Look, retribute sounds just as bad. <laughs> what is retribute? Re, is it a tri? We're gonna have to look that up. To tribute something again. I volunteers tribute twice. I retribute. Re- I retribute. <laughs> Um, and so as I retribute in the mirror, in the mirror, in the mornings, I also say, wow, you are, your chin is larger than it was yesterday. And so I'd say there's an element in to which that reality is healthy though. Eating sweet treats is healthy to an extent, though when it's when you idolize and uh, uh, lust after sweet treats. Oftentimes, I lust after sweet treats, and not not in a naughty way. Other than that, it is <laughs> sinful. <laughs> it's been a I long. Think, it's been a long week. <laughs> I think they call it gluttony. I don't know if it's lusting no, for no. treats, but. I'm telling you right now, lust in its definition is not innately sexual. Lust is a desire um, outside of things that are holy. Okay. And so, that really puts into perspective 
Ah, what all we might lust after. And sweet treats sometimes are those things. Gluttony would be if I, if I, uh, consumed, consumed too many. Yeah. Lust is me thinking about sweet treats over me thinking about glorifying the Lord. (laughs) Where's Bo? I didn't find, I didn't see him at church. Just cuts to you on your couch with dang snickerdoodles. <laughs> I have been known to closet eat a peanut butter pie. Um, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. I, I know you your family, all right. When I know them all when, too well. When there, when there's competition for the peanut butter pie, you have to take as much as you can get as fast as you can get it. Um. That was hilarious. The so the sweet treats are upon us, and our definitions there reminded me of our need to discuss the difference between sympathy and empathy, as we talked about last week. Mm. Um, were you able to? Maybe we can do this later in the podcast. Let's let's sidebar because finally, I want to challenge our people and myself with. A challenge. You see, yesterday, or more precisely, Saturday, October 28th, was National First Responders Day. And I think a good challenge for us would be for this week to find one first responder and just say thank you. And if you're willing, don't just say thank you. Have a conversation with them. Maybe ask the question, how did you get into your field? What inspired you to be on the front lines? I think those are good questions to know those first responders better because, quite frankly, those first responders sacrifice a lot day to day, and not just in the physical sense of going to work and dealing with these traumatic experiences, but also in the emotional sense when they return home to their wives and children or husbands and children or husband only without child or wife only without child or maybe they're not married and have no children it's still an emotional toll that they go through so have a conversation encourage and uplift a first responder this week that would be my challenge I'm challenging myself with this Um, yeah that's been the week it's been as you can tell, quite frankly, a, a good and long one. Wow. Yeah, I would, I would echo the long week sentiment. Um, a lot of work this week, some late nights thrown in there. Um, but, you know, my, my project is, is progressing very well. It's starting to wrap up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so that's certainly a positive. Should see the... The number of hours worked in a week hopefully go down a little closer to the holidays. But um, for me, I would say this week I've really been getting into uh, Band of Brothers, which is on Netflix now. It's an HBO uh, original. Um, Came out in the early 2000s. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it or not. Um, But it it follows this, this company of paratroopers in World War II. Um, and man, I, I had seen it when I was a kid. Honestly, probably a little, you know, looking back, probably a little younger than maybe I should have, but look, 
I'm just watching this TV show at like 10 p.m. and there's guys getting their legs blown off, you know? But it really puts into perspective, like you're saying with the first responders, it's like, man, some of those guys were drafted, but a lot of them signed up just out of a pure want to, um, out of a pride for their country, if you will. And it just really puts a lot of things in perspective. Like, look, I had a bad day at work um, and I'm in a, you know, I've got a crappy attitude Meanwhile, you know, there's people at war all over the place, you know. At least I'm not in the freezing cold in Bastogne in a dang foxhole, you know. So, um, yeah, it puts a, puts a lot into perspective. But other than that, um, I went to a Halloween party yesterday. It was a kid-friendly Halloween party, which means it started at like 2 o'clock so that it could end and all the kids could go to sleep at like 6.30, which was honestly very considerate. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yes. Um, It was a good time. Stetson dressed up as a the Pillsbury Doughboy, and me and Molly were some, uh, I guess, sous chefs, you could say. We had our hats. And the aprons and, you know, the little utensil, whatever. But he's just so, so dang cute with his little cheeks. Oh, amen. Amen. Just so cute. We should have him on the podcast at some point. It would be lovely. Look, I'm expecting this thing to go on for at least 15 years. So hopefully we'll get to see kind of his progression uh, into becoming a man, really. Oh, yeah. It's going to be exciting. And we're already... This is our 14th episode, just our weekly. We've had a one Patreonic episode, of course. That right. was honestly hilarious. But none of our listeners have listened to it because none of our listeners <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. And look, guys, I, if you did subscribe to the Patreon or the you know Spotify subscriber-only content, we'd put out more stuff, but frankly, you know... I've learned about supply and demand, and unfortunately, you guys have shown that the demand is not quite there yet. So until y'all start writing some dang checks, me and Bo aren't going to be putting in the extra time, unfortunately. <laughs> so, Oh, but other than bashing our viewers, um, <laughs> as you can see, as you can see behind me, if you're watching on YouTube... We've started our transition into Christmas. And so, me personally, Halloween, eh, low-tier holiday. I'm going to probably get a lot, of, uh, a lot of hate for that one. But Halloween is just, you know, I don't love the roots of Halloween. It's fun to dress up as a kid and get candy. You're but one of those guys. Me, oh, yeah, I'm one of those guys, dude. Heck, yeah. I'm a... I'm a Instead of a a Halloween festival, let's call it a fall festival. Or a, Mm. even better, a hallelujah festival is what I grew up going to. Or Holyween. Look, clearly the marketing team wasn't on their their toes when they came up with hallelujah festival. It should have been Holyween. That would have been so much better. Um, But yeah, we pretty much forsake halloween altogether and just jump straight to christmas because it's the best amen Um, so what you can see behind me is just kind of the bare bones 
we just got the the tree and some of the small stuff put up. Uh, by next week's episode, we should see the whole thing kind of take shape into this beautiful masterpiece that comes from my wife's mind and her her creativity. So, and since y'all are one, it would technically also come from your mind now. That look, what a great truth, right? Because a lot of times my mind fails me. And she's very sharp, so um, I'm very fortunate. Praise the Lord, man. <laughs> um, yes, overall, overall it was a great week. Um, and I'm not done with Band of Brothers. There's a, long, there's a long ways to go before the war ends. But yeah. I'll keep you updated as we, as we continue on. We need the updates. We definitely don't want spoiler alerts, though. Oh, for sure. I would never. Um, but that does raise a good question I see here is, what is, and we're interested, I'm assuming, in our listeners, what is the best day to set up for Christmas? Me personally? I mean, we did this last year. And we're doing it again. We we set up actually earlier last year because today was technically our first day setting up for Christmas. But last year we were like a week, maybe a week and a half earlier. Um, but I think somewhere in the October 20s, somewhere in that range is, oh, it's perfect. It's the best. You get that first cold snap and you're like, oh, is it Christmas already? I think it might be. It's two months to Christmas, but guess what? When you walk in your house and you got that candle going and you see the Christmas tree, you're like, Christmas could be four months away. What do I care, man? It feels like Christmas. Yeah, I like that. What's your, I mean, we know that you've got your Christmas tree up year round, but as far as other de- decorations, what would, what would be your perfect day? I got to go, I got to go the first day in the fall that it reaches 50 degrees. Now, you may be thinking, does it have to be 5-0? No. Anywhere 59 and below, that's what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, I am a, I'm a keep the Christmas tree up the entire year and celebrate Christmas the entire year. Um, because without Christmas, Jesus would not have been born. That is true. I can follow um, that logic. And without him being born, we would have no reason to celebrate Christmas because there would need, be no fleshly incarnate body to be crucified and resurrected. Right. So... I celebrate I celebrate all year. I celebrate Jesus' birth, Jesus' death and resurrection all year. I don't have Easter Easter decorations, but I try to cover that with Christmas. I was about to say, I'm thinking maybe we should be set up for Easter year round. Perhaps. Right? Perhaps. I mean Christmas is great. It's great that he was born, right? Um but Easter's kind of the kind of the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Yes, but it here's funny. I know you didn't ask for this, and our listeners don't really care, but Christmas is turning into the Super Bowl for 
churches specifically. Oh, really? Yes, the Christmas Eve candlelight service. Um, that and Easter are becoming pretty equal in church attendance. Um, so it's it's quite a fascinating turn. It is interesting, but I could certainly understand why. Um, you know, people are taking off work more. They're out of school more. The family unit is together more. You know what I mean? Um, whereas like Easter, you probably get off, you know, Good Friday. Whereas Christmas, you get off so much more time. So it feels like culturally, we've put more of an emphasis on Christmas, probably because of the gifts aspect, I would imagine. That's the that's the secular part of Christmas. Um, but... Yeah, maybe we should school should take off a week for Easter, you know? Oh. But I can certainly understand why Christmas is is kind of turning into that well, for churches. Well, next episode we're going to be talking about um where those gifts come from. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um that'll be controversial. Not really. I'm just going to stop there because I don't want to dig a hole. I feel like I have a shovel right now, and I'm just digging holes for me to step in. No holes. So, so I'm I'm putting the shovel away and consider those holes fulfilled right now. Amen. Amen. And we are going long, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to step into sports, the sports world. What have you seen? What are you celebrating? What's been sad? What are some things on your mind? Well, just kind of quickly, I don't have a ton of sports updates, but I want to just make a comment and a shout out to the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, dadgummit. You made it to the World Series. We're proud of you for how you beat the Astros. I had, look, zero faith, zero faith whatsoever, but they made it. And the first game of the World Series down by two in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, let me just hit a two-run home run and tie things up. Oh, we're in the bottom of the 11th. Let me just hit a solo walk-off dinger uh, for the win. Honestly, people are saying it's people are saying it's one of the most entertaining World Series games of all time. They're saying top three, um, and it's a game one. You know what I mean? So. The Rangers, they're off to a good start, and we'll see, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But I just wanted to give a shout-out. I apologize to the Rangers organization for having no faith. It seems like they're really going away from the Texas tradition that we've talked about the past three or four episodes of just not being clutch, not doing very well. So, Yeah, and you don't need to apologize for doing that because if you recall correctly they did not reach back out to us about our glizzies true i forgot about that we could have had bobblehead glizzy night um and look at us now we're here doing our podcast while they're doing something in the world series um did you see this is just a sidebar they had a 99 dollar beef shank that they were selling and it sold out well, that's no surprise. $99. It's a lot of money, but... If you're able you to go think, to the World Series, I guess. 
Right. You're paying that much for a ticket. It's, uh, you know, what's a, what's a shank, you know, for 99 <laughs> right. bucks. You're going with your cowboy hat. Oh, I just spent, you know, three grand on these tickets to the World Series. Oh, what's a $99 shank to a guy like me, you know? But look, yeah. that's great. I applaud everyone who's there. I'm jealous. I'll say that. I wish I could go and eat dang shanks at the World Series, but maybe maybe some other day. Maybe when the Angels make it. Angels v. Yeah. Rangers? Oh, that's not really possible, <laughs> but... Not yet. <laughs> maybe in the ALCS. Yes, yes. They call it the Heim Hammer, is what they sold it as. Really? Was it, was it Heim catcher, Barbecue? No, no, their catcher's name is Jonah Heim. Heim. So That'd be so cool. They, they missed an opportunity to flip that and say Hammerheim, like a playoff. Oh. Make a Jagger. Oh, man, dude. So many missed opportunities, and you're out here calling them out. Everybody. I know it. Well, if only they knew our marketing skills. We've already made two better suggestions, and people still still reject us for sponsorships. So maybe they should yep. just hire us as marketing executives instead. <laughs> but here's my sports news. I'm going to start off with some sad sports news. Um, but I thought it was quite interesting and quite frankly very sad former former NHL player Adam Johnson passed away while playing hockey um and i haven't seen any v- video evidence nor do i want to but they said somewhere in his neck was slashed by a hockey skate oof and that's how he passed away. Jeez. Which is just terrible. Um, hockey is a hockey is a scary sport, in my opinion. I've always thought that would be possible. Because I watched a video when I was younger of a guy running into the net of a hockey thing. And it slashed his neck. And he started spewing out blood. Now, he's, he survived. But... Stuff like this is just frightening. So yeah, that's, our prayers are with Adam Johnson um, and his family, specifically for that they'd be allowed to grieve in peace as peacefully as they can. Because you get something famous like this and world news like this, it's going to be hard to grieve personally and privately but we pray for that on lighter news there is a cj chauncey gardner johnson i believe he played Mm -hmm. at the university of florida and now he's become this known hard hitter in the nfl he's also a bit of an instigator um insta gator pun intended now and he has legally changed his name from cj cardner johnson to cd deuce let me spell that for you c e e d y d u c e now you may be wondering why would he change his name 
Let me read you a quote that he said why he changed his name. One, it's because he has an alter ego. He says, it's a different person, Gardner Johnson said. I got an alter ego. I got like two different people living in me. Football and life. Life, I'm just chilling. Football, that's a whole different person. People call me CD on the football field or Deucey. In life, they call me CJ or Chauncey. So he has decided to change his name to his football, his football name. Something much more temporary, I hope, than his life. CD Deuce. That's CD Deuce for you. He's Man, also. That ch- is. <laughs> He's tried to start this trend where you wear a blue ski mask as you walk out of the tunnel for the Detroit Lions. Now, he's out for the season with a torn pectoral muscle, so this could be all decided out of boredom, and probably he wants to be on that field, and he feels left out. Um, I know that feeling when you hurt yourself, and you just have to sit around and can't play. You start to think some crazy things, and I'm afraid C.J. Carter Johnson, now C.D. Deuce, has fallen into that same trap. I I don't even know what to say to this. I mean, I know in college he was Chauncey Gardner, you know, and everyone called him Chauncey. And then he went and got drafted, played in the NFL, and he's quite successful. Um, and then he went by C.J. Uh, Gardner Johnson. You know, he had like five names, and, you know, he's not even like Hispanic or anything, but... C.D. Deuce is, I don't even, the first thing that comes to mind is fecal matter. You know what I mean? After you eat dang corn on the cob. And we may have to cut that out, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Did you not think the same thing? (laughs) I have never thought. Corn on the cob, fecal matter... (laughs) Makes me think of CD Deuce. Just think about it, bro. CD Deuce. Oh man, that's a, that's a powerful image. And I hope a lot of people. I hope that you know sticks in their mind when they think about our podcast. Yeah, CD Deuce, corn on the cob, fecal matter. It's a one to one parallel. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, transitioning from from sports to our first, you know, advertisement of the episode, um, you know, for the past few months, around 3 p.m., I've had a constant itch just below my left latissimus dorsi. Uh, Everyone knows where that is. Precisely the spot in which I am unable to reach because I have short arms. Uh, I had been asking my coworker to come give daddy a good scratch. But after the first six times, she said, enough is enough. Since then, I've been on the search for another coworker until I was offered this custom chair, the itcher, as they call it. Um, With this chair, there's a built-in hand that you can crank like you do uh, a window in the old 1966 Mustang. 
Um, and you can even preload the itcher with your favorite moisturizing lotion to keep your back as moist and hydrated as possible. The itcher changed my life for the better, and I know it will do the same for you. Uh, purchase yours at flobo.com forward slash scratch me. Um, I love this product. To be quite frank with you, um, you know, my dad, he loves to get on the, you know, the corners or door jams that are 90 degrees, and he'll get there and do the, the bare back scratch side to side. And I just couldn't do that in the professional world. So I had to ask my coworker, hey, come give daddy a scratch. Um, and, you know, like it says in the advertisement, I had to find a new coworker. But um, this particular chair uh, has been great. It scratches my back in just the right spot. Um, the lotion can obviously moisturize your back. So, you know, subcontractors come into my office. I'm typing an email shirtless, and the itcher is giving me a little massage on my back. So it's cool that you can kind of maintain that professionalism and also have your needs met um, and maintain your efficiency at the same time. So I can't say enough about this product. How this is going to be maybe a little personal, but how likely are you to get to purchase this item for your father um, for Christmas? Look, this is the perfect Christmas gift um, for dads all over the place. I know this is a systemic issue uh, across men, you know, all across North America, really. Um, So I think this is perfect for uh, a father's Christmas gift. Powerful. Well, thanks for sharing your testimony. Um, Of course. We did. We're moving on to comments, and we're responding to some comments. Um, So we posted on the TikTok and YouTube, and it's it's asking the question, should Christians identify as a Republican or Democrat? Now, when you watch the video, you recognize that we shouldn't necessarily identify as either we should rather identify as a child of the one true king, Christ Jesus. Now, I want to re- read some comments we received. One, Jeremy Large. Our friend Jeremy, he writes, Favorite preaching podcast. And quite frankly, Jeremy, this is not a preaching podcast. Um, but thank you for that la- that. uh what is the opposite of affirmation? But st- it was still encouraging. Condemnation? Just... <laughs> yeah, let's say he was condemning us, <laughs> but in an encouraging way. Of course. Mark Duet Creator writes, It's amazing how many democratic policies one would support if we Christians actually lived according to Christ. That's just a comment. No response yet. Jay Brigitte. That's just a comment. No response yet. <laughs> Jay Brigitte writes. Jay Brig. This man named Jay Brigitte. He has what they would call a vendetta or an agenda. Um, I'd say. 
He's, he writes, The problem for Republicans is you'll just all be liberals. How can you stomach making a leader someone who's had four divorces, who stood before God and said, This is my person, I promise you God, unless they get fat. How can you elect someone who hates their fellow Americans? How can, he continues, how can you ask people for less government oversight when you know it's to take advantage of your fellow worker? Jesus isn't down for that. He continues, how can you ask people to vote for less taxes for the rich when the poorest among you is living on the street corner? He continues, how can you ask for less government assistance? A country with God in their hearts has fee health care. Jesus didn't charge for his medical services. Now, I will, I will help Jay Brigady out where he says a country with God in their hearts has fee health care, which would mean you do charge for health care. I think he m missed the R in that, which is free health care. Um, Big difference. <laughs> yes, they're quite the opposite, actually. So, Jay Brigady, if you're listening, this is me. This is me and Brett and the Quite Frankly podcast helping you get your point across. Not necessarily, I mean, helping you get your sentence across, per se. So, Jay Brigady left his, it seems like all of his thoughts here in the comments section. I think Jay Brigady, I think he really had some unloading to do mentally. And I think he saw our video and said, you know what, this is the perfect spot to do that. And just freaking went for it. I mean, it was like, like you read there, six or seven comments in a row. And I'm just sitting there looking at the phone as another one pops up. 20 seconds later, another one pops up. I'm like, this man's going off. Yeah, and... Just so Jay Brigady knows, this is exactly what we want. We want you to feel free to comment on our videos. Now, what I will say is our video, you did exactly what our video said not to do. You turned Christianity into politics. You turned, but rather than using Christianity as your example, you were backing up your political beliefs and forming your political beliefs before f informing yourself on what Scripture says. That's kind of what I felt about it. Um, to an extent, he has great points, right? I think caring for people, like he says, is a great Christian value. It's the way in which you care for people. Um... He could work on his grammar a little bit, but I, like I said, our comment section is a place for people to share their thoughts, but we also want people to recognize that your thoughts should be informed by the gospel of Christ Jesus and what the, his holy scriptures say. And so if Jay Brigady does that every single time, that's a celebration in my mind. I don't know if you have any thoughts. Um, I thought Jay Brigady, a lot of his comments, like you said, were about having compassion. Um, and in those comments, it kind of felt like he was coming after us. Um, 
out of a place of not compassion. But look, like you said, our comments are, you know, you can do whatever you want. It's a free country, free speech. And I hope everybody shares their ideas and their thoughts freely. Um, But I did think it was funny and ironic that in the video you were saying, look, we need to be Christians first before, you know, we identify with any sort of political party. And then Jay Brigitte just goes absolutely ham (laughs) on his politics. And that's the thing. I think he was proving our point beautifully, honestly. I thought really all all the comments except Jeremy, because, you know, is more of a meme than anything, but I thought the other comment, the other comments were, were proving our point quite perfectly. Right. You're the, the thing with Jay Brigady and perhaps, uh, Max duet creator or whatever his name Mark, was. Mark, I think. Mark, Mark duet creator is th- they're dividing themselves. So when he says, anything like Christians have to be liberal or attack more so attacking Republicans you're missing the point of the gospel in general is the gospel is a unifying measure in which we view the world and view our lives and our politics are then informed once we can actually view the gospel so often so often we are unable to view the gospel accurately. We are unable to view the scriptures accurately. And you know why I think this is? Is because we don't take the time to actually study the scriptures. Now I'm, I'm preaching to myself at this point because, uh, quite frankly, my quiet time in the mornings has not been what it should be. And I... I'm just convicting myself publicly at this point until someone says to stop. And so whenever whenever we are trying to prove a, f- a worldly idea, f- if that's our priority, then we're missing the mark. That's what I'm getting at. Jay Brigady, Mark Duet Creator, myself, I think we're all in the same camp. We all fail. We all fall short. And then we turn to the gospel once more. We have to for grace. Good heavens, it's like a revolving circle we're never going to get out of, and we never want to run out of it. I'm going to stop there. Um, Look, you said somebody stop me. I'm not going to stop you, man. I need to stop myself because I'm losing. I feel like my mind is just in one circle right now. Like a revolving door almost. Like a revolving door. We try to be like the Lord. We mess up. We keep going through that door. We try to be like the Lord. We mess up. We keep going through that door. It's a continual cycle. A cycle that we'll never... We're we're never going to open the door ourselves. Let me just say that. And look, if you read through Judges, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible... That's the, I mean, that's really the ultimate book. When you talk about the revolving door, God just keeps coming back. He's like, man, y'all are messing up big time, but I guess, you know, I love you, so I'll, you know, 
I'll send a judge in to save everything once again. It's only the 50th time I've done this. Um, but yeah, it applies to our lives today as well. So that's a great word. Yeah, I heard quite at this missions conference actually is a, a it was a posture of the heart check is if you read through judges and you're thinking, God, why are you being so patient with these people who are disobeying you constantly? And you're getting mad at God for doing that. Then you need to check the posture of your heart because quite frankly, the same exact thing, just <laughs> on a different scale, you're doing to God. And he's still coming back. And he still continues to come back. And so I thought that was a challenge, a conviction, and a good word. Once again, this is not a preaching podcast, but Jay Brigady has opened the door for this conversation. Jay Brigady, he did it. He did it to himself, man. And uh, can't stop, won't stop, right? Can't stop, won't stop. We appreciate you, Jay Brigady. You keep up the good work. Or if it's not good, just keep up the work. <laughs> oh well, what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching on the reality TV side of things? Well, let me tell you what I've been watching. Um, we had all this hype around the Winter House, and I missed it. I did not watch it this week, but I did watch the Southern Charm. And how do we keep this family friendly? There was an inappropriate photo shared with another member of the cast, and that other member of the cast decided to do a little gossip gossip around that photo. And you know what happens when gossip happens? More gossip happens, especially if you're not in a circle of believers so there's no reason to stop the gossip because you have no frame of reference that it's bad. And so you just keep hearing these back sidebar conversations until ultimately at Southern Charm they gather around the dinner table to feast um, as a remembrance and recognition and encouragement to Olivia. As we talked about, she la uh, her brother tragically passed away. And as a launch for JT, who one could argue was the catalyzer of gossip this season, he, he opened up this event space. And they were coming together. And you know what happens when you gossip in all these sidebar conversations? Well, you get to see all these people who know everything, but don't know that other people know everything. And the truth is comes out and it was an ugly scene it was not pretty to say the least um, and I'm afraid I I am afraid to say it but Taylor Ann Green's theology misses the mark a little bit how dare you Do you, I I agree. I'll let I you take the reins that. from here. I'll leave it at that. If you want to elaborate on some of the things that were shared, so, so obviously you know she had just broken up with Shep. She's in a rough place. Sends some inappropriate photographs to another cast member, like you said. Um, and here they all are at the dinner table, and it seems like a lot of people are coming after her because a lot of the time she's you know 
I think they called her a Bible beater. Um, they tried many times to say uh, holier than thou, but they were saying different versions of it that aren't actually, you know, doesn't actually mean holier than thou. Like they said, holy art thou and all that, you know, they didn't quite, I don't think they quite know the reference, but um, anyways, they were basically calling her a huge hypocrite. Um, and I know, man, I can't remember. I know Taylor made some comment about, oh, I remember. She said, uh, God created the naked body. Something like, uh, why would he not? He has no issues with me showing it to other people or something like that. Which obviously is you kind of foreshadowed to is not really, uh, not really in line with my beliefs and the theology that I would subscribe to. Um, and I don't think she really believes it either in her heart of hearts. I think she is just trying to not seem like a hypocrite. And a lot of people are calling her out for that. But look, everybody's a hypocrite. Um, I just think it's, you know, if you're in her shoes, you got to say, look, I messed up. Please forgive me. And she instead kind of twisted her theology probably into something that she doesn't actually believe um, just to kind of save face. So that was a little unfortunate to see, to say the least. You make a good point here. Isn't it ironic that in order for her to save face, she has to back down on her beliefs about ultimately eternity in Jesus Christ. Whereas <laughs> in most contexts to save face would be, if you're a Christian, would be recognizing the glory and recognizing who Jesus Christ is. But that's... <sighs> Once again, it was interesting. And we talked about Shep playing victim a few weeks ago. It did hurt to hear him say the words, I don't care about what the Bible says. Or yeah, something that was, to that. Yeah, that certainly caught me off guard just because it's not really something you hear every day in my circle at least. I'm sure in your circle as well. So it kind of, it, it's just so contrary, you know, you just don't really hear that. And you're like, oh, come on, Shep, dude, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. And it fires me up. Like, I want to go to that dinner party and just talk to Shep one-on-one, -on -one, have a good conversation with that man. Um, but unless Southern Charm sponsors us, I'm afraid that that's never going to happen. Yeah, sadly. Um, and once again, just a little comment, uh, JT is, um, man, he is, I hate to use the word simp, but I feel like whenever he's really, really into Taylor and everybody's attacking her and he's like, stop, you know, I got to protect the woman. I got to, where's your chivalry? And he's just like making himself a total fool. Like he has any sort of chance of of getting with Taylor. So I thought that was cringy, but also kind of hilarious at the same time. 
I, re- I respected the first time he did it. And I, I would even venture to say I respected when he doubled down on it. But when he got to the fourth and fifth time of saying, <laughs> where's the chivalry? I said, JT, my friend, you've got to stop. You've, you're just yelling at this point. Yelling it's words lost, that you don't even believe. It's a lost cause at this point. Yeah. Well, that's the Southern charm. What is something else? And we, well, yeah. What is what is w- something else? But make it quick, cause we're gonna let down our listeners. I know, I know. We only got an hour. Winter House, you guys got to check it out. It's good. It's typically it's a similar cast to what they have in Summer House. This year they changed it up a little bit. Um, Kyle and Amanda and Danielle um, and Corey. Those are like the four that they carried over from Summer House, and the rest are actually from. Uh, below deck so it's kind of interesting we've got this you know this mashup of bravos uh celebrities also tom schwartz from vanderpump rules is coming on and i think he arrives at the very end of the first episode we don't have enough time to break down the vanderpump drama but uh a lot of people don't like him due to his uh involvement in tom sandoval's cheating scandal so um, maybe next week we'll have enough time to to kind of go down that road and, and explain why people aren't really loving that he's showing up to the winter house. Perhaps that'll help us talk about sympathy and empathy as well. Oh, true. So that'll be exciting for next week. But for now, with the holidays coming right around the corner, it's important to start thinking about what gifts you'll be getting your loved ones. This year, I won't have to put in any effort thanks to Daddy Cakes. Daddy Cakes will craft a unique box of baked goods for any occasion. They send a sweet letter in the box and notify you when the box has been sent. This way you can text your loved ones that a package is on the way. My parents have been (laughs) using this service for years, and they love it. My dad especially likes that he can claim claim ownership. He can claim ownership on the delicious baked goods and continue the (laughs) years-long charade. Get 12% off your first box at Flobo.com today. And let me tell you something. Daddy Cakes... (laughs) Makes the best, best desserts. Every time I receive a daddy cake in the mail, I immediately, well, quite quite frankly, it might be bad for me because it's kind of these sweet treats that I am finding myself lusting after. And so I don't know what that says, but daddy cakes is top tier company and I would highly recommend so often daddy cakes brings joy to my life and i'm just so thankful for what it's done to me and for my family um yeah if you have any questions about daddy cakes feel free to give flobo.com a a contact form and we we'd be happy to answer that's beautiful and i really love that um I mean, your dad seems like a faithful, you know, customer of theirs for many years. He's been um, sending baked goods through the mail. 
uh, thanks to Daddy Cakes and um, I love that you put here that you know he can continue his years long charade because um, he loves to you know he wears the apron with the flower on it and everything of when course. people walk in the house um, don't mean to oust him here and you know tell the whole world but it's an advertisement all we do is read the lines you know mm. we can't help ourselves but yeah, I do locked in. It. What is it? I said we're locked into what the script says. That's right. That's right. Because they pay the bills around here. Uh, but what is your song of the week? Man, that's a great question. I'm going this week. Clothed My Skin by Sister Brother. And I heard it for the first time this week. It's from 2014. But I thought it was quite beautiful. A picture of your well this is ironic not ironic this is perhaps divine uh timing is it's talking about the naked body oh and talking about how the lord clothes your shame which because we're born into sin we are ashamed of our naked body which <laughs> proves miss taylor's point the wrong way um but anyway we can also talk about the the dangers of sin and the naked body next right. week next week yeah we'll just have to make the whole episode next week on that so <laughs> how about you oh man my song of the week is uh god of wonders by third day kicking it back to I don't know, maybe third grade for me. I listen to the song, just close my eyes. Takes me back to the backseat of my dad's truck, that black GMC. It's good stuff, man. It's just an absolute classic. At this point, I guess it could be considered vintage. Um, but third day, golly, man, they just jam out, don't they? They're amazing. I don't know if they're still together or not, but they are not. it's like Southern rock meets worship music. And you're like, gosh, this is all we've ever wanted, you know? <laughs> yes. This is all we've ever wanted. Yes. And they, they, you know, they did it for quite a while there. So um, it's a good one. If you've never heard it, go listen to it. We'll be adding both of these songs to the Song of the Week collection, uh, which is now, I think, around 20 songs. Um, so it's a good little, it's a good little mix to put on whatever you're feeling some type of way, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, real quick before we run into our hour is we need our people to buy some merch, some quite frankly merch. It's on the website, flobo.com. And all you have to do is go on there. It's from Amazon. So you go on Amazon. You'll get it in three days or something like that. Um, it helps us continue this podcast because we have a small fee to continue this podcast. And quite frankly, we don't want to pay for it. Um, and we need your money very badly. But that's all I got. Any parting words? I was going to say, I know we joke about uh, everyone sending cash and checks and stuff like that. But it's great when you buy merch because when you're walking around with the dang quite frankly hoodie on people see it they're like what is this you know and then they go on spotify 
and then say, oh, quite frankly, they've got a playlist. Oh, they've got 14 episodes out. Oh, daggum. So it's all about, you know, it's all about sharing, sharing that news. Um, yes. I mean, look, we love money. Don't get me wrong. But it's more about the community and everyone wearing the merch even more so than that, you know. Precisely. 14 episodes and one subscriber only episode, which that's another way to give us uh, your support is buy into that subscriber only content because you're going to get extra episodes and we're going to get extra money to help pay for this podcast. Um, And we're running out of time. So as always, we love you deeply and we love you generously and we'll see you in seven days. 